An explanation is probably long overdue. An explanation? Jesus Christ, Dad, an explanation? Look at me. Look at you. It's not as bad as it looks. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Dad. You mean you knew about this? You knew about this and you didn't tell me? I was hoping I wouldn't have to. Sometimes it skips a generation. I was hoping it would pass you by. Well, Dad, it didn't pass me by. It landed on my face. What the hell am I going to do? I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Dan and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Shockphobia Fest, a month-long celebration of all Hallows' Eve's most frightening films and comic spooks. And we have finally made it. After over a year of planning, of time, effort, hours of reading, we have finally made it to the full moon of this month. It is All Hallows' Eve, and this is coming at you. We have finally read, myself and Dennis, Werewolf by Night, the original Marvel horror series, which I feel is the third part of our Marvel horror kind of mainstay trilogy. We've done Tomb of Dracula. We've done the macabre man thing. And now we're doing the Werewolf by Night. So I'm going to give it over to the shaggiest man I know. The delight that is... Dennis Whittle. Welcome back, Dennis. It's been a while. Thank you. You know I'm a delight, don't you? You are an absolute fucking delight. And <laughs> I have to thank you, Dennis, for I know I know this year has been been a struggle for us all. It's been a it's been a long one. Maybe not so much as a year before, but it's been tough. But I know you struggle reading digitally, and I know this has yeah. been a struggle. Uh, and I appreciate that. And I've given you some good love, and I've given you some tough love about reading. Shout this. it at me, basically. I did, I, did, I I said read the fucking book, Dennis. You did basically. shout at me. Yeah. I said I said read the fucking book because again, we have people that have voted for this. You wanted to read this. I the did. fans wanted us to read this. They, I did. They voted on Patreon. They're paying on Patreon. You know, this is all a big deal. So they've been looking forward to this. People have been reading along with us. No when doubt. When I'm going to start seeing some of these. Um, Patreon money my way. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> well, I do have your birthday gift with me here, so I could show you if you want. I could give you... Nobody else can see it. I could describe maybe, it. Maybe, maybe we should leave it to the end. Okay. okay. By the end of this, you might think, fuck it, he's not getting anything. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to give him anything. So, uh, so don't worry, Dennis. This is the last digital comic I will ever ask you to read, okay? I will never ask you again. Uh, but just to, just to put this in perspective... I have dyslexia, and Dennis has struggled to read this more than myself. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I read volume one digitally. Mm-hmm. I read volume two on a hardcover. Friend of the show, um, Paul Meller, lent me his copy of volume well, two. What a lovely man, Paul Because he is. knew that I'm shit at reading digital. Mm-hmm. So it's it took me ages to read the digital. Mm-hmm. It took me three and a half days to read the hard copy. There you go. There you go. And and that's faster than I can read physically. So there you go. Physically or digitally, I'd probably say. So you are a trooper. So I do appreciate it. I know I make fun of you. All the time. All the time for it. Words hurt. And and yeah, but I do appreciate that we we finally gotten right up until the last minute to do this. <laughs> but we have done it. We have done it. We've made it. So let's talk about our favorite dog-eared protagonist let's talk about jack russell and that is his real name <laughs> they they clearly like the old dog puns uh so let's uh let's talk about the character the kind of cool. the series a little bit um just tell us what you think of him in general and his his origin well, well people people in army know that i like a good werewolf i like a good like hmm. um but unfortunately like on movies they're very hit and miss. They're either very good or crap. And that's Werewolf by Night. I, so it, it's it's very good or is it? I very find good? it, I, I find some of the books, some of the issues very, very good and some of them poor. And I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that within the horror of the 1970s boom, um, after the, the comics called was relaxed a little bit and you had all these, you know, all these characters coming out, Dracula, Wolfman, uh, Frankenstein, you you had uh, Morbius, you had all these kind of characters coming out. I think World by Night gets lost in it all, and, and I think a lot of that is to do with how well the other story, uh, the other characters were written, and that I think that is its major major issue. Is it's always fighting for that you know head above the parapet because you, you know you've got Tomb of Dracula and um, Man Thing kind of running at the same time, and Dracula for me is the strongest of all these we've discussed it at length yeah. before and so I, I i i think some of it's rushed some of it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever at all nothing mm, no the tropes that you usually get with um a, a, a werewolf movie book story kind of bobs in and out depending on who's writing it so yeah i i i struggled reading volume two more than volume one even though i read it quicker volume one i enjoyed um, I think I think the art is brilliant. I think um, Conway writes very well in it as well. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but my favourite part of Volume One uh, are Marv Wolfman's writing with hmm. the Dracula stuff. Yeah, um, which is it, even though it felt a bit shoehorned in there, you know, Wolfman writing, you know, Wolfman. Anyway, so that that kind of well, stuff. There's, there's there was literally a joke. And they said, finally, a yeah. real Wolfman. Like they say it in the in the kind of credits on the book. And they say, finally, Wolfman writes a Wolfman sort of thing. Like they knowingly knew that joke. And obviously they were like, ha, 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 very funny. You know, it was the Marvel bullpen, you know, having a having a laugh. So, uh, yeah. And I, I agree. Those are some of the strongest issues and the strongest character. And the crossover works really well yep. as well. Um, I got a bit confused, though, because... Because there's um so so Jack uh, Jack Russell for uh, people that don't know is his dad is uh is is it Gregorio or Giorgio or he's Gagario 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 his dad <laughs> Jack's dad. dad 
he's Rusoff. So uh, he's a Rusoff, and he lived in Transylvania, and he was a baron, or a um, you know, kind of yeah, it was a baron. And he lived in this castle, had this money, and he got hold of the Darkhold, which people will be familiar with from Agents of Shield or uh, Wonder Vision. It's also featured in, and it's basically the Book of Sins. It's a it's a Bible of evil, effectively, and it was introduced within this book. So there's a, um, there's a lot of kind of strong and popular elements that are introduced in Werewolf by Night, um, which in a way I think it's a bit like Man Thing because there's more popular elements than the character itself and the stories itself that come that spring from this. Um, and the Darkhold is definitely one of those, and Topaz and uh, Tigra and uh, M- Moon Knight especially. Um, there's a lot of kind of those kind of things that happen, like Howard the Duck from Man-Thing and stuff. But he basically curses himself with that book, um, and he then becomes a werewolf, and this is passed down in his genetics onto his son, and he's killed classically by all these villagers in uh, Transylvania, and and then Jack moves with his mom to America and kind of grows up with his stepdad, who later, very bizarrely, turns out to be his uncle. Yeah, like a box of hamsters. Oh, yeah. wolves. <laughs> <laughs> But I was just like, and, and they still call him all the way through the book. They still call him his stepdad. And I'm like, yeah. just call him your uncle. Like, Philip, isn't it? Yeah, Philip. Um, yeah. And, and early on in the story, when Jack Jack turns 18, and that's when the curse uh, becomes active in his bloodstream, or whatever you want to call it, um, he comes of age, and that's when it the curse begins. And during this, his mum is killed, and it, and it appears that the stepdad, his uncle, as you later revealed in the book, has, has uh, orchestrated this guy who works for them. Uh, kind of like a Biff Tannen in uh, Back to the Future. He's like the handyman around the house sort of thing. And he fiddles with a car and causes it to crash. And then she dies after revealing the secret of the werewolf curse, basically, to Jack. But she promises, she makes him promise to not hurt the stepdad. So that's that's a big part of the story because he's like, well, I'm just going to kill him because he's killed my mum. And then later uh, on... And that's not- pretty much the only kind of thread that runs through the entire series is is that mm. cult isn't it that want the secrets of of the wolf i can't remember the, the committee the committee, committee yeah yeah, yeah that runs up, pretty much all the way through doesn't it yeah i think they're, they they even turn up in the moon knight book actually later on and they kind of retcon moon knight's origin in there because it's kind of it's implied in the werewolf book that they create moon knight and just have him wear the outfit uh but actually you know, Mark Spector creates Moon Knight and kind yeah, of trick, yeah, tricks them into yeah. doing it. Whatever. But yeah, they, they keep turning up and there's like another thing revealed about them and another a new leader or a new person and a new thing they want with the werewolf. Um, and it's kind of just a generic shadowy organisation, but they're, they're probably the kind of closest thing to like an arch villain in the whole thing. My, I, have, I have the same issue, Dennis. I have the same issue with this book. Like with Manthink and with Tomb of Dracula, there was consistency. Yes. Consistency of talent and writers and artists and consistency of storylines and characters and motivations and stuff. So that's one of my big issues with it. Like it constantly flip flops. But if you just if you just take that like couple of minutes then of you describing the origin of the book, you know, spot it was in Marvel Spotlight, wasn't it? The, the first right. first issue went went through it. Even that is confusing. It's like is 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 dad um, the Darkhold turns him into a vamp- into a werewolf, but why? Because the genetics are already in him. Because years ago he fought Dracula, and that did. And he's just like, what? 
Yeah. And then even, even the 18 thing doesn't run all the way through because his sister later on, they discuss about that as well. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a, I know uh, just to make people aware, Dennis hasn't read the full run uh, like, no, I, no. like I have, but he's done, he's done an amazing job to read as far as he has. Um, but in the third volume, you were introduced to a character who has the most bizarre name in comics. However, I think he is a very good villain in it. He's called Dr. Glitter Knight. Yes, it's Glitter Knight and the feeling's right. To do a lot uh, of jazz hands and things. Weirdly, he just floats around like a kite, mostly. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> and he has this kind of gem. Uh, but he's he's quite an evil sorcerer, and he's um, he resurrects Taboo, who is the stepfather of yep. uh, Topaz, and and they have a kind of a mystical battle. And he, as she first turns into a werewolf for the first time, um, he then kind of imbues her with this demon energy, and she becomes like a were-demon wolf woman. But at the end of that complete of that story, the completion of that story, she is actually cured fully of being a werewolf. So she's no longer ever a werewolf after that story. I just realised Gregor, his name. Gregor, so not Gregoragu, or what no, I'm going to call him. Gregor's dad um, was the one who com- put the dark all together. So yeah. He brought all well, the elements together, allegedly. Yeah. That's been changed loads of times. Oh, so. my God, yeah. Well, it says there's that, um, do you remember the Mad Monk in the earlier issues? Yeah, yeah. Like, Because he kind of says, well, well, I created it, and it's it's from me. And it's like, and if we if we go all the way back and we look at the history, obviously the rec- various retcons to the Dark Old, it was r- written by, I think it's Shathon or Chathon, uh, which is like, it just means like evil. Uh, but he was like the elder god of evil. And he wrote that book and it created vampires and werewolves and all that other stuff. And the, the book is indestructible. The pages are indestructible. You can't destroy that evil. And I love that. I love that aspect to it. And another thing that, which I didn't really enjoy about the series is there's no goal or drive. <laughs> no, there is li- no. It's literally like, I, I, I actually quite like Jack as a character like he is a bit of a a doofus um and he kind of just kind of like he never has a job because he's living off his mum's inheritance so he never has like oh man i've got to keep my job or something like that you know like a spider-man type thing like i can't get fired um he's literally just like a bit of a kind of a bit of a hippie really kind of a bit of a and I kind of wanted it to be a bit more like the Incredible Hulk a little bit. Like he's, he, you know, he's traveling all over and he ends up in all these bizarre places and meeting all these different people and these different stories and scenarios and situations. And, you know, maybe he's looking for a cure or, but there's no goal. Like it, it takes about 15 to 20 issues for him to decide, you know what? I should probably try and cure myself of being a werewolf or, yeah. or lock myself away on a full moon. It takes him like literal because another another problem I have with the book, and I think it's a little the, the problem is because it's based off obviously the lunar cycle, which is a monthly thing. So the first few issues, I think they struggle to get that balance right of going, um, you know, oh, this story was has, had to put we had to put the pin in this story for an entire month until the next issue, which you know. You know, kind of in a way, it's quite nice because obviously there were monthly books or sometimes bi-monthly, depending on the release schedule. Um, So it was kind of almost like they're like, oh, well, we didn't hear much and we've got to do more studying about this before we act on it. Or we couldn't really find that supervillain for whatever reason. But I think later on, they kind of do the the first night, second night, third night. 
a bit more often. Uh, and that kind of makes it, and they, and they spread that across issues as well. Because initially it was all, it was usually all in the one issue. And then they had to be like, right, I'm going to sleep for a month and, and not do anything. And then, yeah. and then when the werewolf comes around, oh yeah, we seem to find the danger again. Just tends to travel for that month, doesn't he? He ends up going to different towns and yeah exactly there's lots of scenarios where like there's there's one it's a really great issue um and it's where the werewolf is trapped in a blizzard i think it's in the third volume so you've probably not read it but his friend book cohen who's the reporter and is kind of his best friend and confidant um you know he looks after him takes care of him protects him knows his secret that sort of thing busy mate busy mate and him jack topaz and book cohen's uh, new girlfriend and her little daughter all go off for a skiing trip. And Book goes, you know what, Jack? It's a little close to the full moon. Do you think this is a good thing to be doing? <laughs> Going on a skiing holiday with, a, with an innocent young girl. And he's like, yeah, I'll be fine, mate. Don't worry about it. It's all right. It's all right. And, and what happens is like, oh, well, I'll just get lost in the blizzard and the werewolf won't be able to find anybody. Problem is, Book's, Book's girlfriend's daughter gets lost in the blizzard out with the werewolf and Book, and it's a great, it is a great issue, but it's predicated on something so fucking stupid and an idiocy of Jack just going, yeah, well, being a werewolf's all right, really. It's fine. I can deal Ooh, with it. And it's, a, it's a manageable condition. I, I I don't mind, you know, from somebody who grew up watching Buffy and things like that and, and Doctor, I don't mind the kind of um, villain weekly villain weekly monster kind of concept yeah um but they're just so the villains in it are just so throwaway it's ridiculous yeah you know um and the names and the powers and they just pop up one issue defeats him next gone Mm. and there's no real story arcs in it either until about halfway through volume one so you get the first story arc in marvel spotlight which is basically introducing him Mm -hmm. and then you get the next story arc in Wealth by Night 1, 2, and 3. But that's it. Until at least like issue 20 or something, if I remember rightly. So you you have the, the, the arc where he's learning about the, the dark hole, learning about his heritage, learning about all that kind of thing. Oh, this is going to go somewhere. He's going to go and find... Da, da, da. No, just... It is almost like you've missed a book out or, or, or there's a page you've missed. And you think, hang on a minute. Hmm. He's, he's just been told about all this. But no, he's going to go for a wander and kill some more muggers. Yeah, and like like you said, like with the Darkhold, I th- I thought that was going to be a huge part of this series. Like he's got to protect the Darkhold, or he's got to find the pages, or he's got to you know stop people from using it, or he tries maybe a different spell to cure himself, and it makes things worse. You know, but literally gets destroyed within a couple of couple of issues, and then somebody's like, oh well, it's it's in his mind, and we can pull it from his mind, and all this other stuff. I'm like. That that was one of the most inter- like yeah. j- just as stuff gets interesting or just as there's there's a, a plot element which where I'm like oh yeah actually I like this this is good where's it going to go and it just gets thrown away for ex- a good example is later on there's a um, there's a werewolf ring that he finds um, and this werewolf ring allows him to control the werewolf he can't speak but he can control the werewolf and and you know mentally. And that's another th- another inconsistency I'm going to go over as well. Um, and this ring, and I'm like, okay, this is going to bring a new dimension to the stories. He can be more heroic. Uh, you know, there might be more misunderstandings and stuff. And, you know, he can trigger the, the transformation, you know, away from a full moon. So, you know, there's going to be more opportunities for some superheroics, you know, within this horror thing. Um, gets destroyed, that issue, or the following issue. Yep. Just gone. What, what an absolute waste. Why introduce something so unique and so brilliant and so interesting just to just to dump it? 
And it's it's like they don't know how to tell the stories. Like Conway is a really good writer. I just don't know whether I think you've hit the nail on the head that the monthly cycle thing doesn't work in comic book form. No, because you need that like you know, but you need that next story, next hit, next hit, yeah. next hit. You need you need a cliffhanger as well, which you don't yeah. you don't get because he goes, oh well, we kind of resolved it, but it's half resolved. But we'll have to wait a month until I can become and the werewolf again. The amount of characters that kind of pop up and you think oh this this guy is quite interesting mm. next issue where's she gone where's he gone no nope, yeah. gone it's it's almost as if the writers want to come in tell it tell one particular story they're like okay i i want this you know where like there's a great one where this police officer is constantly chasing jack down i think it's mm. lieutenant lieutenant hackett and he He's constantly chasing him down. You don't really know why, but he's like, "I've got to kill this werewolf." Got to... No, that's it. He's, um, you know, you remember the um, the most dangerous game um, issue where he, this guy's trying to hunt Jack and is like, "I'll I'll let you, you know, you can go away with your sister if you let me hunt you as the werewolf type thing." Um, there's an issue of that. So he bit, bit he, like Craven esque. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And it's his brother as well. The following issues, like, oh, you got to kill this, uh, this, you know, South American military leader, and then I'll release your sister or give you a cure for your lycanthropy. Um, and yeah, so he, he's chasing him down because of that. He wants revenge for that. Uh, but then later on, it turns out that he is a werewolf, and also his neighbor is a werewolf. Um, uh, I think he's called uh, Raymond Coker or Croker. Um, and they also figure out that the only way to cure somebody of being a werewolf is to kill another werewolf in battle. So there becomes this big three-way battle of, um, you know, werewolves, which is great and it looks good. It's amazing. And uh, Croker or Coker kills Lieutenant Hackett and cures himself of being the werewolf. And Jack's there like, oh, fuck, <laughs> this is my only chance. There's no more werewolves left, which I loved. And that that's in the inherent tragedy of the wolfman and the, the werewolf kind of character. Um, but again, it's like, it's that's it. He doesn't. He doesn't come across as a tragic character. When no. Jack, he's Jack. He's just a dick, ultimately. Like, and and if you if you watch, like everyone always thinks that this is based on uh, Wolfman, but it's not. The original idea was um, I werewolf. I was a teenage werewolf. Hmm. That's what the the concept. And then obviously Stanley changed it, and it was. Well, you know, if if you watch Wolfman, you know Talbot is is. He's devastated. He doesn't know what to do with stuff. He's, you know, he's trying to find a way of trying to, you know, getting someone to kill him or this, that, and the other. Jack, nah, I'm all right. I'm all right, Jack. <laughs> hey. um, well, even Topaz, again, interesting character. She can help. She use her empathic abilities to help control the werewolf and maybe not control the werewolf, but at least direct him in the right way and not hurt people. And again, she's like, oh, got to go. Lost all my powers. Back off to India. And she's the least Indian woman I've ever seen in my life as well. <laughs> she does, She's blonde haired with white skin. And I will say this, they do correct that in modern day. Like now in the continuity, she is an Indian woman and looks like an Indian woman. Um, but again, like a really interesting character, really fascinating, good design. And they just, again, just sack her off for no reason. It's just like every writer comes in and goes, I hate everything that's come before, so I'm going to do my own thing. Like, ev- And that's every two or three issues. Easy. And that and, and that would be okay, like an anthology, if that's what they stuck to. Because I think the, the longest um, kind of arc is the the Wolf, one Mar Wolfman arc. Because hmm. I think that goes over, like, I think it's about seven issues, or eight issues, isn't it, with... Hmm. with you know, fighting on the moon. Anyway, I'll get back to that in a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, do do do. 
<laughs> I know, fucking just, on the moon. It's just ridiculous, but there you go. But and, and you have these flashes of brilliance in it, and the artwork it is amazing in it. You know, it's just all the way through, and I, I find the artwork gets less and less and less in in volume two. Hmm. To the end up, it was almost like a green wax crayon. I like the look of him. He looks like Lon Chaney. You know, they, they kind of reference him in, in the book as well. Mm. But there's nothing... Yeah, they quote, they quote the Wolfman, I think, in this, the first uh, Marvel Spotlight, I think. They, yeah. Quote, you, they quote the film. And you, there's nothing. And this is this was my hardest thing in it, and the whole thing. There was nothing to make me read the next issue. You know, the, the artwork and the covers are good. And, you know, just when you're getting budged over, oh, Spider-Man's in this one. Let's give this a... Let's give this a read, you know. Um, Morbius crosses over, yeah. Fra- Frankenstein crosses over. I, co- I quite enjoyed the Frankenstein giant size werewolf because it was Frankenstein comes comes along and he's looking for this kind of Satanist leader who is absolutely based on Anton LaVey, who is the real leader of the Church of Satan at the time. Yes. Yeah. And, and he wants to transfer his body into a human body, his soul into a human body. And I really like that because that goes along with the whole Frankenstein idea. And, you know, and he, he realizes that he's got to kill the werewolf to do it or something. I can't remember exactly, but the werewolf becomes involved. Um, I think they need to, that's it, they need a sacrifice and the werewolf is the sacrifice or something. Um, and I like that issue because Frankenstein realizes, oh wait, that that's, that's evil. What I'm doing is evil. And then fights with the werewolf to stop all the Satanists. I like that. The actual Frankenstein run in his own series is really underrated. I would, I would encourage people to read it. I think there's not many issues. Yeah, it's, it's I, I, I own them all because, you know, that's what I do. And I agree with you that those sort of stories are good. Hmm. And there are stories where the the werewolf is like the least interesting thing in the story. Yeah. There's other various things arr, going on. Arr, and, arr. It's just like that. And the amount of people he kills who who are not who, who are not technically supervillains or villains and you know just it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. And, and, he, he, and, and he, does cool. all, he does often say, well, the werewolf hasn't killed anybody really, you know? And I'm like, mm, you have. Yeah, you have. You killed. He was like, he's not killed anybody who's not evil. I'm like, mm, Well, in his have. first issue, he kills a mugger, right? Mm-hmm. We know nothing about that mugger. That could have been out of desperation, blah, de, blah, de, blah. Starving. Maybe a slap. Yeah. Maybe a slapper on the face, you know? Maybe take a leg off. But to kill him and then just wander off. Take a leg off. Just take a leg off. I think I think it's I think it's a bit mean, but it it, it justifies everything he's doing, and I think that the point you make about the fact he doesn't give a shit during the the, the cycle, yeah. he yeah. doesn't he doesn't think. Hang on a minute, my granddad locked himself in a cage. My dad locked himself in a cage. Hmm, what should I do? I know I'll just carry on as normal. Yeah, and and he even goes to live in a singles flat, like there's a building just for singles for like um. And I'm like, you, that would be a massacre. And eventually he gets kicked out because like, it's it, you're destroying it every month, this flat. You can't have it. Get out. Um, like even later on, like, you know, you're talking about the um, over three nights, did it? And it's also, that's inconsistent because yeah, sometimes he's over the three nights, he's just a wild animal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes over three nights, the middle one, he's a wild animal, either bookending it, he's a bit more jack and a bit more wolf Mm. and then he's back to being animal again so even that's not consistent either no and one of my biggest one of the things that annoys me the most is the narration oh god it's so problematic the narration is by jack 
Okay. So he is saying what the werewolf is doing. He's saying what he's feeling as the werewolf, what the werewolf is feeling all at this, this same time. However, away from that, he'll go, oh, what happened last night? I don't know. You know, he literally doesn't know, but he's telling us that he knows. And I go back to the, like, Man-Thing doesn't have as big a run as Werewolf by Night. I think I think the idea of the werewolf, the art the art is one of the biggest selling points for me. Yeah. Mike Mike Pluke, who we talked yeah. about on Man-Thing, and I think, I think you said you've grown to love him over this particular run of issues, because those transformation scenes are yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. They're fabulous. Like, Every issue he draws the transformation scene, I'm, and it's different. It's interesting. Yep. It's bizarre. It's weirdly slimy and stuff. Um, there's not a better artist in this book, really, um, in comparison to Mike Blue. Absolutely, hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And yeah. he carries the book as much as Jerry Conway is. Is in my opinion quite a good writer. He runs out of ideas, and it wasn't for the artwork. Hmm. People wouldn't wouldn't have stuck with it. But I also think. The reason why this book did real did did as well as it was it 40, 47 issues, 44 yeah. issues? Uh 43, I think. I 43 was because it was the first time people could go out and buy horror comics again and have that kind of hmm. be able to take home a werewolf book, a vampire book, you know, um swamp thing, man thing, the you know, phantom stray. So they had all these horror books out all all wanting the same thing. Hmm. So I think the reason why it was so popular cannot be for how good the stories are, because they're not. Hmm. That the fact you could go out and buy one, and maybe maybe the monthly thing kind of worked for people because back then you, you, you'd go and get them from your corner shop in America, couldn't you? Yeah, you're the mom and pa shops and things. I will, I will say this about it: I think it is better. I think it would be better if you read it kind of every once in a while. If you're looking yeah. for like a werewolf fix, you know, just you know, just read a single issue of Werewolf by Night. You don't have to necessarily remember the last thing that happened because comics always recap anyway. So you can kind of, you know, they know that like two months or a month has passed since you read the last one. So they'll always do a slight recap anyway. And and I think it probably would be more enjoyable like that. But because I'm reading it, you know, in a kind of a binge, I'm noticing all the the holes in the plot. I'm noticing the holes in the story. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point as well. God, I'm agreeing with you a lot tonight. That's got to change. <laughs> Well, great minds and all that. Yeah, but, uh, but no, I, I I do agree with you. I think having a break between reading, you know, because I just can't read digital, so reading because I was reading seventy odd pages a night to try to catch up, and then having a bit of a break and then going back to reading again was 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 a lot more interesting. But I just I don't I was I want to love it. I really really want to like it because I love I like werewolves. Me I like, too. You know, I think you know Wolfman's one. Of, you know, one of my favorite Universal monsters, and I like that kind of stuff. It's just it is inconsistent again, and he's inconsistent with his powers. Hmm. Like in one issue, he goes up toe to toe with Spider Man, and then in three issues later, he's getting bitch slapped. Yeah, by like and a regu- regular dude. Yeah, and that's fine. So I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to the narration as well because, like. When we were when we read Man Thing, you said how good the narration yes. was, and I yeah, absolutely yeah. agree with you. But the narration is not coming from Man Thing because he's a mindless creature, mm. and and the werewolf should be somewhat the same. And I think having it be Jack to narrate it is problematic. Um, and again, unless he has control over the werewolf, I'm fine with. If he has complete control, but you can't you can't spend. A whole issue with Jack going like it through every little detail. Like I snarled, I slashed, I felt the cuts, you know, I bit into the deer, blah, 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 blah. All in this gorgeous kind of, and it's not bad narration, 
But it's just like every issue, it's totally different. It's like, well, I do remember this and I feel what the werewolf is feeling, but I kind of don't and I kind of do. And then right at the end of the issue, you go, guys, I, I don't know what happened. Fill me in. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't have that. No, and the man thing um, narration, you know, was explaining what he was doing. You know, he's, hmm. you know, the lumbering beast comes, which so is talking in third person. Yeah. Well, this is, I felt this and I felt the other and I did Absolutely. the other. And if you're slicing through people and you and you're narrating it and know about it, then when you go back to humor, you're thinking, next month, I perhaps should do something about that. Hmm. Maybe file me nails down or something. In in spite of myself, I still kind of like Jack as a character. Like yeah, oh, there's some, I... there is there is some kind of boyish energy and charm to him, even though. He it never feel it never felt like a real burden. The wolf man curse, the werewolf curse. I think he's very much. I think this book is very much a victim of the seventies. <laughs> and I I think you know people wanted to have these kind of heroes that were you know boyish charms, you know the kind of rebel without a cause type stuff. Yeah. Um. And I, and I don't think it's aged particularly well because of that. Where Man Thing and Dracula, and even some of the smaller ones, the Tales of Spend stuff has aged really well because I think it's acts back to the thirties, hmm. so you can you can kind of forgive stuff. I think with this one, I think it's very much a victim a victim of that. Like for instance, they both fight biker gangs, don't they? You've got Man Thing fights a biker gang, yeah, and a werewolf fights a biker gang again. Very seventies, yeah. The man thing one is almost written like a ballet when he's doing it. The wolf one, it's over in two pages. Yeah. And there's nothing to it. There's no, It's just rah, slash, slash, next. Hmm. And again, the problem is they can't really show that, even though they're introducing more horror elements in yeah. the 70s. We've talked about it before, the loosening of the comics code. You, they, they still, there's still a lot of stuff they can't really show or go into. Like you can't really show, you know, someone being torn to shreds by a werewolf. You can't really do that, um, even within that. You know, it's even within the loosening, it was still pretty tight. So it's almost like they want to go whole hog with it, but they can't. Here's a question. So in the Frankenstein series, he moves from, you know, the past, you know, uh, whatever century he's from originally in the books, uh, you know, in the Mary Shelley novel. Yeah. Um, and he goes into the 70s. Do you think do you think Jack's character should have been, you know, in maybe that should have been Gregory or, or his ancestors back I, in uh, yeah, classic I, Transylvania? I think it would it would work better that way. I do. I think werewolves work better in the past. <laughs> all, all that kind of thing. Okay. Um, I just don't think it's it's not aged well. And I think having maybe more of a backstory because it's so convoluted how the powers work. Yeah. And the dark hole gave him his powers, but why did he have the powers? Because he had the genetics. Because his dad had the genetics. And you have this big fight with Dracula because Dracula's a bit of a, a knob. Yeah. But the, it's like if you look at the other horrid things, you've got Dracula, whose narrative is he's a bastard and he wants to kill rape pillage that's what he does yeah. and that's all the way through the issues that's what he does he's brought back to life because they need him and he goes yeah i'll help you but then i'm gonna go and kill people well like Man i think has the same narrative all the way through as well werewolf by night doesn't and that's i think that's its biggest problem the narrative changes so we, we talked about Tomb of Dracula, and we talked about Frank Drake, who is the kind of cheesy hero, 
Um, you know, I'm the hero of the story, but he's always called up on why he's, you know, he's he's such a like a, you know, uh, he's a bore. He's kind of, you know, patronizing. He's like, oh, I'm a man and I'm going to do this. And, and the characters are always kind of laughing at him, you know, like and and calling him out on him being a dickhead. But Jack never really has that. Like, no. You get you get kind of book going, going. Maybe you should lock yourself up, or maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe and and he, all the while, like book Cohen is the best character in it for me because yeah. he is just a devoted best friend, and he never and he and he calls him, you know, he calls Jack out on occasion, not really a lot. He's but, like the Rick Jones character, isn't he? Yeah, he's the sidekick, and yeah, and I think again, like I expected more of an Incredible Hulk vibe, like on the run, cursed. I think that would have worked. Yeah, I think that would have worked more, you know, kind of like the TV series yeah. as well, going places, helping people, hmm. you know, moving on to the next town, looking for a cure, getting close to a cure. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that, that the lonely walk type thing. But you, I, I closed volume two and I can't remember pretty much any of the characters in it. Um, and same, but, you know, Tomb of Dracula, I bet you could name at least five characters in it. Tomb of Dracula? Yeah. Uh, so you had Quincy Harker, Rachel yep. Van Helsing, yep. Dracula, Frank Drake. Blade himself. Yeah. Uh, I guess the Silver Surfer turns up. Yeah. Do- Doctor Strange turns up. Um, what characters have been Man Wolf? Wolfman. Man Wolf. That was the other one. Werewolf. Okay, here we go. Uh, Morbius, Frankenstein. Okay, uh, let's, let's go for the easy ones. Let's go for, <laughs> let's go for like. Okay, no. okay. All right. Let's let's talk about the villains. Like you were saying that the villains in this are a bit throwaway, but there are, yeah. throw, there are to be fair, there are throwaway villains in Man Thing. There are, throwaway, are. There are throwaway villains in Tomb of Dracula. But they are done better. Okay, so go, go on. This is, you, this use, is set up. Use I, one as an example. Give us okay. give the villain as an example and, and tell tell us why it doesn't work. Baron Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> please, please go on. <laughs> Which is my favourite. It's going to be my name from now on that. I think mine should be Baron Thunder Pants. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Where do I go with Baron Thunder? <laughs> so, so Baron, if I remember, if I remember rightly, Baron Thunder is revealed to be a new leader for the committee at one yes. point, and he's trying to uh, get werewolf powers, I believe. Or yeah, he wants, werewolf- he wants, he wants to, he wants to be a shapeshifter. Okay, and he's, yeah. he's got a mate, um, a corrupt police person, Lou, hmm. who's who's kind of helping him. Oh, and you've got um, Mar Mar Mayhem as well. This old yeah, lady yeah. that's introduced, but then uh, and she's mental because she just like ha- goes at a policeman with an axe. <laughs> I love it. But then it's revealed that she's some beautiful woman afterwards, and I was like, that's worse. Yeah, like, I like I like a creepy old lady who wants to kill people. It's more interesting. I'll tell you, I'll tell you which villain I did like, um, and it was in Spider Man issue. Was it Grog? K Grog, um, K R O G G Grog, Greek. Oh, yeah, it's like a furry, like a yeah, Wendigo. I like, yeah, I like that. I thought he was quite cool, but again, popped up, got beaten. Next page. <laughs> but go on, Baron Thunder. Why does Baron Thunder, as a throwaway villain, not work? Because because he he's not he's not able to go up against the wolf. For me, if I was if I was a villain in this in this book. I would wait until the full moon's disappeared and then I'll go and chop Jack's head off. But nobody does that. So Baron Thunder, for me, <laughs> apart from his name, he goes up, you know, he wants the powers. The policeman wants the powers. He's also a bit of a shapeshifter. He's got a ring, blah, de, blah, de, blah, gets killed. For one, his design's shite. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a fat, fat, hairy bloke. Yeah, with he's his, like with his he's, shirt off. Yeah, he's with, the fat he's controller. He's got a monocle. Yeah. He's got a monocle and a goatee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so his design's shite. 
Hmm. He's supposed to be super intelligent, but he's not. He's, he's not super intelligent because he runs at a werewolf and fights him. He does, but he's very strong too. You know, he can yeah, bend bars like. and things. He can bend, but yeah. it's just, he doesn't, he's not a threat to the werewolf in any any shape or form. He's not a threat. Now you look at Man-Thing and, well, Dracula's a primary, a Blade. Hmm. Blade can go toe-to-toe with, with Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. That works. He's a threat. Van Helsing can go good daughter though with Dracula. That's a threat. I can't think of any of the villains really in the whole of this that you would say, apart from, I'd say, kind of like Moon Knight. He's not really a villain, but he's portrayed as a villain. You know, to be, to be fair, yeah. To be fair, the Moon Knight issues are fantastic. Yeah, it is an absolute slobber knocker. Doug Monk is is one of the is the basically right at the end of the run he's the most consistent writer so he he got the most kind of chance and opportunity to do something yeah. and Doug, Doug Monk is one of my favorite comic book writers yeah. his run on Moon Knight is fantastic the original run on Moon Knight absolutely check it out it is much better than Moon, uh, Werewolf by Night I 100% think that the character is just better on every level um he's also one of the best Batman writers and I think he is Robin he, as well yeah, yeah. And he had those kind of training wheels of Moon Knight to get into that and to, to get up to that point. He's a big fan of gothic horror. He does a lot of horror stuff with um, Kelly Jones and things like that. Like, he is fantastic. And and I think it is the talent involved, especially on the art. Like Mike Plug, um, who also co-created Ghost Rider. Um, and I think that's why they look almost identical as well. Yeah, like, yeah. There's an issue later on in the third in the third um, book where they meet and they both just got their ginger hair. And I'm like, you look identical. You, you're the same guy, basically. <laughs> One slightly got slightly shorter hair or something. <laughs> I was like, they're the exact same guy. Um, but like Mike Plug actually left comics and went to be the um, production designer and uh, storyboard. Yes, storyboards. So he did the storyboards for several things, including The Thing, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, Superman 2, uh, Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, uh, Ghostbusters, Ralph Bakshi's Wizards and Lord of the Rings, uh, Moonwalker. My God, he did it. He did it all. He went to Hollywood. He was like, forget this comics, forget this, this werewolf. I'm going to Hollywood and getting actually paid for stuff. Um, and he's, you know, and, and that's why he was so talented and got plucked, no doubt, because he's amazing. Mm. Uh, and if you look online, you can find his, his work on the thing, and it's fantastic. Um, highly, so, highly recommend. But the villain, we were talking about the villain. Yeah, Bar- Baron Thunder, he possesses strength, he possess, possess, possesses super intelligence. Um, he can bend a bar U-shaped in a matter of seconds. I'm just reading Ooh. this now, so it's in my notes. Okay. Um, he's also got some sort of like healing factor durability. Hmm. He can so technically he can go up against the wolf, you know, proper toe to toe. Nowhere, nowhere. He stands. I get it. He's like the Bond villain. He's standing in the background getting jaws to go and do his things. I get that. Hmm. But you know, the, the guys who sent like Blofeld couldn't go up against Bond toe-to-toe this guy can he knows he knows jack's secrets he knows loads of stuff about him you know do a green goblin use it against him mm. no no it's gonna do the behemoth and get him to do stuff and all this kind mm. of shit yeah so I, I just don't god that was a, that was an interesting issue just get this big stone golem yeah to, to go and get and he's him. basically a golem it's basically a golem yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah it's a golem yeah um and it, yeah, I think there are some interesting villains. Did you like the oh, Hangman? Yeah. 
I did like the Hangman. Yeah, very I thought much. The Hangman so. was all right. That was a Marv Wolfman. That was a Marv. Yeah, Wolfman. I quite like when he was. You know, he's literally hanging mm. the wolf. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's got a big he's got a big noose and he's pulling him. Yeah, he's got, I, he's I did big, like the Hangman. He's got a big scythe, and I love that he comes from this. He's kind of it's just a really silly origin, but I like it. He watched all these kind of like Jimmy Cagney, uh, Humphrey Bogart kind of movies, and he was like, "Those are real heroes. Those are real men. I'm going to be like them." You know, who don't they don't give a shits and they don't play by the rules. Rules. Uh, but he's also this kind of deeply misogynistic <laughs> character because he locks women up to protect them. Well, like, I'm glad you brought that up. Do you mind? Do you mind if I just bring? An, I'm just going to get a drink. Oh. Do you mind? Do you mind if I bring up another point? Sure. Yes. I know it's the 70s, but how hmm. badly are women treated in this series? Jesus Christ! The sister is not even written. She's like, oh, Jack, where's Jack? Oh, we've got to look. Find Jack. 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 How many women are killed? How many women are tortured? Mm. Every single, every single, you know, they talk about, you know, um, Ron Mars fridging uh, mm. a female. Jesus Christ. Mm. Th- this, this, oh. is, this is like a meat market, mm. the amount of fridging that goes to on be here. Fair, to be fair, though, like Dracula, he basically drains the blood of a woman every issue in Tomb of Dracula. Yeah, but that's forgivable, blah, 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 because that's what Dracula does. Okay, but, but yeah. the, the werewolf could do that. It could yeah, but it's, not a... the werewolf, it's not the werewolf doing all this, it's everybody else. Mm, true. Yeah, everybody that's... else is killing the women. So to get at Jack, they mm. kill the female. Mm. You know, like the, the, the mum. The mum dies pretty much straight away. Yeah, you know, and it's is 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 you know car crash and this and the other. So I think women are treated really poorly. <laughs> yeah, she recommended some feminist to read. They love it. <laughs> Uh, probably not. Probably not for the feminist crowd. Um, speaking of speaking of feminists, though, uh, what did you think of the introduction of Tigra, one of my favourite characters? I thought it was very good. Um, yeah. I don't know why they designed it the way they did it, because she's supposed to be a, a wolf. Because that's the title, isn't it? It's where, yeah, werewoman. But she's like, because yeah. initially that character was known as the cat, and then she's transformed into Tigra, and it's kind of this cat uh, legend. And, and, and I was I was surprised to see Hydra. If I was honest, yeah, I think that's a great issue. It's a fun yeah. issue, and again, Didn't... the focus is not the werewolf. No, exactly. So... <laughs> the strongest box at the one when he's not the focus. Everything else is, you know, yeah. The Spider-Man team-up issues, you know, things like that. Um, I will, I will say this. Um, I do. I, there's a lot. Of, I do think there are a lot of highlights for me. There's there's a, a series of issues. 34 to 37, which were actually inspired by a film, uh, The Legend of Hell House, um, which is, I think it's quite a good film. And our friends over at, um, and now the podcast starts, covered it. Um, And it is is like, it's literally the, the, it's basically the plot of that film, which is a good plot, but just throw a werewolf in there. And there's a a, a scene where, like there's an issue where they separate the werewolf from Jack and Mm. and he fights it. And there's all this like little craftian, like torture and dark stuff. There's stuff hidden behind things. There's ghosts and everything. There's all sorts of like proper decent spooky stuff and it really works. And that is in the third volume. I think that's one of the better stories. I think like, I, I kind of liked it as well when they went to the giant size stuff, you know, when it was a magazine, you know, the creature, the creature monthly type stuff, mm. um, different writers having different things on it. And they just brought something a little bit different to the, to the table mm. um, because it was only, it was literally one story per issue. 
and it, it, it wasn't about it's ext- yeah it's an extended things. it's an extended yeah. story so you're getting like 40 pages worth of content possibly more because there would probably be reprints in there as well yeah um to to fill it up but you get a decent sized story and it's and, good in black and white too mm, yeah the artwork's amazing in black and white yeah, it does look good. I always really enjoyed the Marvel Essentials, and I read Man Thingers in black and white. I read Tomb of Dracula in black and white, and you know, I, I like the color, but I also don't mind the black and white. On you know, as long as the art's good. So uh, earlier, Dan, you mentioned the Darkhold. So there's only yes. one copy of it. Yeah, yeah. What do they go and What do they go and find um, halfway through Volume One? I find another copy. <laughs> they do indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so consistent. Oh. And um, it gets lost, doesn't it, in the Alps? Yeah. They're like, oh, well. And Yeah. And it's oh. literally like that, though, isn't it? It's like, Jack, we've lost it. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's Back could... to San Francisco. I mean, I, mean, I mean, could have been the source to a cure that I'm not even looking for, but who cares? Yes. Who well, cares? that's what it is, isn't it? That's the thing. For those couple of issues, it is, this could cure me. This I, this could stop me being, you know, what I am. And then it it's lost, and he thinks, yeah, it could be worse. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, tomorrow's another day and why 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 do they why do they fight on the moon oh so that that issue is when it there's a, a fucking brilliant idea that they fucking waste as well where someone tries to hire jack as a stuntman and they don't do anything with it for like 10 15 issues then they bring it back for one story and fucking sack it off again and i went i went jack russell as a stuntman yes give me that hollywood you know you know he's got to be an actor he's got to deal with all this sort of stuff i love that shit i love the the idea of that is brilliant but they do fucking nothing with it again the no. most one of the most interesting things and i'm like yes let's see where this goes and it's always like the werewolf just gets the werewolf gets in the way of the good stories <laughs> That's what happens. It's like, it's like <laughs> that's bad, isn't it? That's, that's like Imagine it's a wet... if you said Spider might be good if he were, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's the main problem. And I think, and later on in the in the third volume, just towards the end, where it's about to be cancelled, they start making him a bit more superheroic. He teams up with Iron Man, and it's mm. the the fine cheesy superhero issues, but not really like horror. Doesn't he team up with now. West Coast Avengers as well? Uh, not not in the the volumes we have, but that does happen yeah, later on. Yeah. And I think I didn't you know, know that I wasn't aware. I didn't know whether that was a dream or that actually happened. <laughs> well, funnily enough, he does become a member of a group called the Night Shift, which is yes, which is a group of super villains um, that are formed from hor- basically horror characters mm. that weren't being used at the time. And what they did, the Shroud uh, brought them all in. And he basically, they pretend, they're like the shadow, they pretend to be a villain, even though, or the Green Hornet, they pretend to be a villain when actually they're secretly just, uh, you know, undercover heroes. Um, And that's the idea because they're these horror characters. You go, well, you're obviously a villain. Um, And they try and recruit Moon Knight. And uh, one of the villains in Werewolf by Night, Tata Damalian, who's this homeless guy who's, (laughs) I kind of like him because he kind of is like, he's like, get fuck the rich, eat the rich. And he keeps like attacking them and like, it like hits them with a weighted scarf and stuff and burns them with his hands and stuff. Um, And he's just like this homeless dude. And I'm like, this is brilliant. He's absolutely bonkers. There's a scene where Spider-Man jumps into this um, soup kitchen and he's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat up homeless people. This is totally not cool. And then some guy throws hot soup over him. (laughs) It's so bizarre. But, um, but yeah, that's one of my kind of one of my favorite villains of the piece. (laughs) But, uh, you know, they, they um, give Jack more control, don't they, over the wolf? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Towards towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he can control, 
that's See, when I, a, I, I, yeah, a do- Dr. Glitternight comes back and Brother Voodoo. I love that, Dr. Glitternight. Dr. Glitternight comes back. She was uh, not called Dr. Gary Glitternight. <laughs> oh, God. Cancel. Cancel him. He's a true villain. Cancel. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, um, yeah, he and Brother Voodoo's introduced and Glitter. Yeah, Brother Voodoo, a, yeah. Yeah, he wants to he's make cool. a, I like Brother Voodoo. He's I great. do, yeah. I think he's got a good set of powers. He's got mm. an interesting backstory. <laughs> More interesting than fucking Jack and his werewolf. It is bad, isn't it, when, there's, when the side characters are more interesting than the actual... Yeah. But Hulk I mean, went through a stage of that as well, having mm, the side yeah. characters more interesting than the Hulk. Because there's so much you can do with them, really. Yeah, and um, and this... Did you like the? Did you read the story with this the gladiator guy, the guy who dresses up like a gladiator and he looks like Jason Voorhees? He's he's like he's like he's massive. He looks he look he takes his mask off and he looks like Jason Voorhees. Um, what was his name? He was called something. Um, I don't think I've written his name down. Doesn't matter. But there is there is this guy who uh, Book Cohen. He wrote a script and there's this guy who turns up and he he looks like he's a stunt man who got burnt uh, doing a stunt where he's like. No, he's an actor. That's it, not a stuntman. And he was like, I'm going to do this dangerous stunt. And like the writer was like, you wrote this, so I blame you. And all the directors, I'm going to get revenge on. But he literally looks like Jason Voorhees when he takes his mask off. And and there's a lot of stuff as well with the cops hunting down the werewolf and being like, like I'm going to get the werewolf. I've seen the werewolf. God, I know this is going on. I know this is happening. And, and, and that, that should have carried on longer, doesn't yeah. it? That, that should be. There is two separate cops after two separate main character cops are after the werewolf. And one of them again leads that big werewolf three-way fight, which is great. But the other one, he just goes, No, nah, I've seen Dr. Glitter and, I and all these zombies. Um, you seem all right because you can talk now, the werewolf. So uh, and I know it's you, Jack, and you're cool. And that's it. Again, just they just mm. they introduce they introduce character elements, story elements, and stuff, and they sack them off. Almost immediately, just when I'm like, "Oh, this might be. This is actually fucking going somewhere. It's not just going to be like, oh, I'm somewhere else and I'm turning into a werewolf, girl." You know, it's it, this, there needs to be some sort of development. And Jack never develops as a character; literally no. never develops because no, he doesn't go well. You know, he just goes, "Yes, yeah, bit shit being a werewolf," but it's not like it's destroying my life. It's like. Every issue of Spider-Man, something like Spider-Man is fucking up his life. Like yes. being Spider-Man is ruining his life. But he does it because the great with great power comes great responsibility. He's got to do it. He's obligated to do that. The werewolf kind of just goes, Well, I'm gonna be here in a bit. I'll probably <laughs> turn into a werewolf. Um, I, I quite I quite like the fact that um Jack has a wonderful supply of iron jumpers all the way through the book as well. <laughs> but he starts off as quite cool with his like shirts and things, and by the end of season two, he's wearing he's wearing jumpers up to the up to his neck, <laughs> which is which is which, which amuses me. I was looking at the hangman now again. <laughs> I just love, oh god, the uh, just the green trousers, constant green. He never wears anything else but green trousers. No nope, like green trousers, iron iron sweaters and green trousers. Yeah. I quite I quite like the stories when he goes back, to, you know, when he's finding going to find the Dark Lord and goes back to Transylvania, yeah, and goes to all the castles and things. Because I think the artwork, oh, there we are. I've got him here, the Gladiator yeah. guy. There he is. What's yes. his name? What's his name? Uh, give me a second. Um, because all that's it's it's very gothic and it's very much of what it reminds me of. What you like of the nineteen yeah. thirties? You know, um, Wolfman meets Frankenstein. Wolfman, meets, you know that kind of stuff. Which yeah, which I quite like, but um. Good stuff. Apparently, apparently they, they don't they don't really want to do it. What's his so, name, Dennis? Like, so, I'm trying to find it. Maniac. The murder is a maniac. That's the story. 
the, the cover just says who will fire the silver bullet for the werewolf. Yeah, because they want to. They've loaded a gun with a silver bullet. <laughs> Again, I'm I'm so unenamored with these stories now. I'm like, oh, sounds exciting, but actually, it won't be. No, um, no, it'll be. Yeah, it'll be like, oh, here we go. So he's burnt his face. Oh, mm. bless. Oh, yeah, he does like Jason, doesn't he? He does. Why did yeah. I not know that the first time? He doesn't look almost like a gladiator, though, does he? That was okay. I, found, I found it. I found it. So his name is Atlas. He calls himself Atlas. Um, so uh, yeah, he becomes a target of uh, Book Cohen because he was the most beautiful, handsome actor ever. He thought he was the best thing. Bit of a clay face type, but yeah. um, and he goes after revenge. I quite enjoyed those issues. I because- don't think I don't think that skirt's practical to fight in a werewolf. I'm just going to say. Oh, absolutely not. No way. No purple way. again. Do I purple in this book? Mm. But yeah, I, I I will say this about the book. I like that it's set in LA, and this is this is interesting because I I went I went back and looked through all the kind of original comics that were coming out at the time, and this was the first story in the Marvel universe to be set in LA, like you know, and that set the that set the standard for characters like Iron Man, West Coast Avengers, Spider Woman, Wonder Man, Savage She Hulk, the Champions, the Runaways, you know, they're all set in LA, and that's. And that's untapped potential as well as a location because that is hardly ever used, really, because it's mostly all set in New York, the MC, the Marvel Universe. Yep. So, like, there's there's stuff they could have done. They could have gone all around LA. They could have done. I think I think that fight with Atlas ends at the um, is it the Ch- Man's Chinese Theater? Yeah. I think. Yeah. So so that I love that. I love that, that aspect. But it's just absolutely untapped potential in a location. Um, where those other books I've just mentioned, um, you know, like Iron Man, like West Coast Avengers, like Spider Woman, who a lot of the subsequent appearances of Werewolf by Night were in, isn't you know? isn't he related to her? No, no. I thought he was like a cousin or something. No, not that, not that, not that I know of. Anyway, I don't know if that's a modern a modern thing, but just look, I'm just opened up this one here. You know, vampires on the moon. Yeah, oh, that's okay. the one. Yeah, so the in that it's they're back on the set, aren't they? And they're looking yeah. for like you know other stuff. Um, and then the artwork's terrible in that issue. Yeah, it's not good. I'll I'll say this: a few of these issues are are inked by uh, Vince Coletta. Yeah. And if you are familiar with Vince Coletta, he used to ink a lot of Jack Kirby stuff back in the day. Really However, Jack Kirby stuff. Well, he ruined everybody's stuff because. Artists didn't like to work with him because he was known as being a quick inker, which, you know, like Jack Kirby, he could draw really quickly. It's a good thing. It's a, But the reason he was quick is because he erased most of the art to, <laughs> to get to get yeah. it done. And like I didn't notice it when I was younger, but but what looking at these issues and then and and they make a point as well. When uh, Don Perlin, who's the other kind of after Mike Plug leaves, yeah, I, t- I tell you what, that issue that he leaves on, wh- where he fights the mutant hunchback, is a fantastic fight. Um, you know, in the oh, airport, yeah, I do like the hunchback, yeah, yeah, that was a really good, and I love that he's a mutant and it's a modern day yeah. hunchback, but they still end up in Notre Dame, don't they? They still end up in the in the bells, the bells. Why um, would you? Why would you not? Exactly, but that again, that's using the location, yes, where they don't fucking bother with LA. They're like, eh, it's LA. It's just. But- there's Talking about location, the, 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 the Spider-Man issue is also in San Francisco. Mm, yeah. You know, and how good does Spider-Man look on the Golden Gate Bridge? Oh, yeah. You know, and stuff like that. I think it's really nice. And it is nice seeing different people in different locations and doing different things. But yeah, there's a good documentary about Inca, isn't there, on YouTube? Have you seen it? About no, how actually. bad he is. 
Okay, I'll send you the I link. Bet, I bet he loves it. I bet he loves that documentary. Um, I'm a big yeah, fan. <laughs> but like, you know, like they were making a point of Mark Wolfenden being the writer on Werewolf yeah. by Night. They made a big point that Don Perlin, who again just took over from Plug and kind of went till the end of the the series, and I don't think he's as good an artist as Plug. Um, but I, I think it's fine. It's serviceable. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's not my favorite. Like I'd, I'd prefer the some of the other artists. Yeah, he just seems a bit lazy when he's drawing. They're not detailing the transformations as much. No, they're not as good. You know, like, and like that picture I sent you of like the full mm-hmm. face roaring. You know, first time he changed, you don't tend to get that. It, it just seems to be a hairy man with teeth. It's almost like right, get it out of the way, get it done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and like the transformations. Well, um, in the first volume, you know, it's like four or five panels. Some of them, mm-hmm. you know, slowly and you know. And then you look at, well, one I've just looked at, his jumpers, he looks up, it's, it's just like the man, you know, the, the 1930s, he looks up, he's Jack, next one he's got a beard, next one he's a wolf, that's yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much, it's not it's not that great, but but yeah, you, after after Vince, after they got rid of Vince Coletta, because he was there for a good few issues, and and I think well, at least one of the giant sizes, he was there, uh, and then the issue when he's not there, it's like Don Perlin, Art and inks and and they make it like they capitalize the and like, they were like don't worry he's fucking gone Colette's gone. gone baby I'm inking my own shit and it looked great and and I was I was actually trying to burn through those issues because I was like oh my god like and because the main pull of this series for me was the art and I'm like mm. you, you, you fucking took away the only thing I no, like I again I agree with you hundred percent I think the art is what makes you turn the page over rather than the stories mm. so would would you recommend World by Night to people it's a tough one because like there's good writers on it len ween's on it marvel yep. on it jerry conway's on it like and they have done much better stuff and i think some of the stories are good the glitter night kind of first glitter night saga and his first appearance is really good the the legend of the hell house issues as well um i think they're really good um like the hangman issues were good uh, this like I I think in small doses it's fine, but I think if you're look, as an overarching story it doesn't work. Like if you just go in and go, oh that one I fancy with the one with the hangman or the the one with the 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 homeless people trying to hypnotize people and with a kind of a weird snake mask guy going on, you know. Or if you want to watch the like the Moon Knight battle, there's some really good like proper juicy fights as well. But they are few and far between. Like I, I, I think that's what I like about it. I like, I, I still don't know why, but I still kind of like Jack. And I think Jack is like Werewolf by Night is l- the literal underdog of Marvel horror. Like, yes, and I think, I agree. and I think there's re- and, and I think the reason is all the stuff we've said. Like you know, you you can't go back. You can go back to Tomb of Dracula. You can go back to Man Thing and go. These are still great. You know, regardless. Um, you know, regardless of the artist on it, regardless of, you know, who writes it, these are just good, really good. And that's why they're still talked about. This is why this isn't really talked about. And this is why the character has basically been in limbo since the 70s. He makes guest appearances and he'll have the odd, you know, one shot or miniseries. But other than that, he he's just is he's just rocks up. And sometimes he has control over the werewolf, sometimes he doesn't. Um you know, but he's never- in, in the nineties and like two thousand. They draw him. He's like a massive, massive wolf. Hmm. He's huge, and I think what- that I think they lost something with that because having him, hmm. you know, being like the Lon Chaney kind of um, wolf, just kind of it just worked better. You know, yeah. 
I do recommend I, at the end of this, the third volume is um, it's kind of 30 issues into Moon Knight, uh, the original Moon Knight series. And they kind of, they meet up again, they kind of have a rematch and then they kind of team up at the end as well. Um, and I, I, I'll be honest, just get a Moon Knight collection with those issues in. Um, yeah, because aren't they linked? Because he's Moon yeah. and Wolf. They have the uh, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they have a link and and the kind of like the he wears silver. Yeah, they will um, always be friends. Yeah, kind of thing, and and they kind of realizes that it's really he's working for the villains type thing, and 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 they kind of rewrite it a little bit. Like I say, they retcon a lot. Yeah, yeah, but it still works. And the and the rematch is is kind of Moon Knight protecting him from the Satanists, and you know watching the Werewolf by Night and Moon Knight team up against Satanists. Mm. And it's Bill uh, Sinkovich art as well. Don Don Monk uh, Doug Monk's uh, up writing is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I would recommend Moon Knight instead. Um, well, I, I if anyone, it, go on. I think I think we both agree that if anyone was to say which horror book would you pick up for me, it'd be Tomb of Dracula, hmm. Man Thing, um, even A Son of Satan. I think. Yeah. Um, Ghost Rider. I think early Ghost Rider is quite cool. Mm, I, I've I've tried I tried the early Ghost. I like the Rider. visuals. I like the yeah. visuals of it. It's very trippy. But I also think Ghost Rider, the early Ghost Rider, is the exact same issue that Werewolf by Night does. Because mm. it, is it horror? Is he a superhero? Is he in control? Is it the demon Zarathos? You know, I, well, he's I think, got a burning skull. Yeah, I, yeah, but the <laughs> the werewolf looks good as well. The werewolf I mean? does look cool. You know, Plug draws the shit out of that werewolf and those transformation scenes mm-hmm. and those action scenes, but it's the same problem. I think when, again, when they get steadier writers, it's fine, but again, like, you can't do anything. And even even Doug Monk tried, and I, even then it's still kind of yeah. all over the show. And then they were just guest writers, wasn't it? People just bobbed yeah. in and bobbed out, you know? It's like almost like if you want to get into um, a series, they would, they would give you... Um, Wealth by Night to write, or they'll give yeah. you Nick Fury or whatever. Well, I mean, back in the day, the tryout book for Marvel writers and artists was Daredevil and Iron Man. Yeah, you know, th- those were the books that sold just enough, but you didn't have to be, you know, they didn't, you don't, it didn't get like necessarily top quality or steady, consistent storytelling, and that was fine. And I really do feel like nobody wanted to be on this book. I get the what's, impression. What surprises me as as, as a collector is how expensive World by Night is to buy in single issues. Hmm. Um, now, I, I get first appearance of Moon Knight. I get that. I get that why, why that's very expensive. No, I don't, actually. <laughs> Thinking about it now, no, I don't get it. Before It, it was even expensive even before they announced it was going to be a TV show and this and the other. Yeah. Um, well, he's, had, even, he's had a resurgence in the last kind of 10, 20 years. Yeah. Since, since I, Civil War, since around the Civil War yeah. time. But even even like the, the kind of throw issues are very expensive. Like I've got Spotlight two, three, and four, and I've got um, Wealth by Night one, two, and three, both in quite good grades, and they're, they're really expensive now to buy. Hmm. And I, I don't get it because I know um, Tomb of Dracula number ten, obviously Blade's very expensive because Blade um, issue one and two about two three hundred pound, but the rest of them you can probably pick up for like a tenner, five quid, you know that kind of stuff. You can't pick up Werewolf by Night. I was talking to somebody recently about Werewolf by Night, and he said he stopped collecting them because he just couldn't afford to buy them. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. I have no idea either. Like, I, I don't think. Like, I personally, I'm not. I'm more of a reader than a collector. I don't 
like I know you buy the the first appearances and various other things and you have that kind of locked away you know and that's kind of your uh, your inheritance for Amy and stuff uh, but I buy comics to read them eventually and get round to that um and I think I won't come back to this I no. there's no there's no like I might I might go yeah I would like to read that Wealth by Night first appearance of Moon Knight or Tigra or yeah. And again, like even even like him meeting up with Morbius was a bit disappointing. But I I, I think the crossover with Dracula is good, right? Let's yes. we've, we talked we've talked about what we've not liked quite a lot. So I want to talk about before we end, before we get towards the end, we've got about twenty minutes or so left. Okay. I want to talk about what what you liked about it, what stories you like, what characters you liked. You know, well straight away, I think I said at the beginning, I liked the Marv Wolfman. Um, stint on it i like the dracula stuff mm-hmm. uh, i like it when he appeared in tomb of dracula as well um i think it's well written i think the arc's quite clever yeah um the artwork again is is top notch um and it doesn't lose any of the kind of Dr- tomb of dracula stuff he's still a bastard he still wants to kill people um so i enjoyed that um it's nice I to enjoyed- see it's nice to see mike plug's rendition of dracula yes, as well yeah which is pretty cool i liked spotlight the first four issues of Spotlight as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought they were building to something. Yeah, because there was an actual kind of plot, really. That yeah, kind of involved, yeah. It involved the curse and the dark hole. Yeah, and the dark hole. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I think I, I, I liked issue one and two hmm. um, because I think it starts establishing some of the law, which gets forgotten about later on. But they start establishing some of the backstory, this, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, some of the villains, as much as a throwaway, I do like some of the designs, especially the demony ones. Yeah. Um, I think the, the, the designs are really cool. Um, big, big monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, the artwork is phenomenal. You know, it's it's every page is like a gallery. It's so good. And we both we both mentioned the transformations are brilliant as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think as, as you as you you know, th- th- there's one page so it's it's half a splash page with with just the wolf's face, and it's it's awesome. It's really cool. The, the side character guy, the the, the news, um, what's he called again? Uh, Book Cohen, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. Book. He, yeah. You know, he's he's the voice of reason all the way through the book. He's the one who kind of goes, hang on a minute, you know, so he's 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 like me. He, yeah. He's It's me saying, you know, when I'm reading it, what are you doing, Jack? Yeah, what, what, what are you absolutely. doing? So I kind of like having that character there because as you were saying before, the narrative and the kind of um, his thoughts are a bit weird. So it's nice to have that kind of, leveling with 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 book there yeah i also like the fact it only ran for 40 odd issues <laughs> <laughs> and you did but, and you didn't even have to read them all then. no and the, the team ups are good you know i, I like yeah. the character is stronger when he's not the main focus yeah so okay. when it's when it's tiger when it's frankenstein when it's dracula you know when it's uh, um like like, like unlike unlike man thing who effectively is a non-character I still enjoy reading him more. Like I love Man Thing. Yeah, with an I, absolute passion now, and it's your fault. I, I've go, I've passed on that curse. That was my dark cold curse onto you. Um, it, and it's every single page was beautifully drawn. It was so well written. And you f- you feel for Man Thing. Yeah, well. you feel yeah. the inherent sadness and tragedy of the transformation. Yes. The fact that he doesn't remember who he was. He doesn't. He doesn't know. He can only feel. He can only feel things. He can't think for himself. He's like a, this lost puppy. And Jack should feel like a lost puppy, a well, literal lost puppy, and he doesn't. He never kind of wakes up and goes, "Shit, I've killed someone." 
But it's again, seventies white privilege. Yeah, definitely. And he does have this kind of roguish charm about his character. Yeah. But I, for me, I liked it. But I think it got thin very quickly. Oh, yeah. I think I got, I got tiresome very very quickly. But volume volume one for me, um, the first where is it twenty issues or something? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I think that is the, the well. I've not read volume three, but no. um, I don't think I will either. No, um, there's some, I, there I, is some good stuff in volume three. Yeah. I'll go I'll go over that in a sec. So I find I I I, I found volume one stronger to read, even though it has got lots of flaws in it and stuff it is very like you said monster of the week but yeah which i don't mind because a lot yeah. of the comics in the 70s were like monster of the week yeah sure you know that kind of like but the, i don't even eat all the rest of the books around this time which had monster of the week still had a narrative still had a, a line this is where we're gonna go all yeah three 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 book arcs and Ca- stuff characters like that. developed characters yeah. changed the stakes yeah never develops like you were saying never develops Never, never gets a greater insight into who he is and how we should use this power or whatever until until the book's almost cancelled, really. Pretty much, um, yeah. So there's no insight to him. All the other characters around him grow, book grows. You know, all the, his sister, all these, all these people kind of become more and they kind of leave him behind. I like, I like the sceneries as well. I like, I like the gothic um, castles and you know, like I was saying, having a wolf on the Golden Gate Bridge for me is, is just genius. Cool, that's good. That I, is I good, think yeah. visually it's amazing. I will, um, I will say this: I did get confused because uh, um, Rusoff Castle, which was in Transylvania, yeah, brought, brought over to the states by a guy called Blackagar, I think his name yep. is, or, or Black something, um, and he he rebuilds it there. However, later on in the Marvel from the, the um, thing that was like, oh, the castle's back in Transylvania. I went, wait a minute, hold, hold on, hold on a sec. And I realised that there was Rusoff Castle. Yes. And there's Rusoff Manor. Yes. See? Yes. See, I, I thought that was an inconsistency, but I was wrong. But no, they, 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 he has two places for some reason. And they look very similar, which doesn't yeah. help either. And also they're opposite Dracula's castle. Yeah, yeah, he likes having a neighbour. There is an issue where they go back, I think it's in the third volume, where they go back to Transylvania and there's a uh, there's a, a Romani traveller woman who's uh, put like a, almost like a zombie curse on this Transylvanian town. And then we find out, again, randomly, she's related to Jack. It's um, it's his grandmother or mother or... No, no, not mother. So grandmother, I guess, um, or relative of some sort. And uh, and then she's like, I've got to kill the werewolf. I've got to destroy the werewolf because she because she was like, the werewolf ruined my husband. He died, but she didn't know he was the werewolf. And then when she sees how, Jack... How did he ruin her husband? <laughs> whatever. It's, I don't even care anymore. Um, but, but then, and again, again, it's like, it's like, and, and she goes, oh yeah, and I forgive everyone. It's fine. And, and she puts all this silver... Armor on a on a grizzly bear. <laughs> yes, with the big claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in volume volume two. Yeah, he goes, yeah. Volume claw two, yeah. him, claw him. Yeah, that's it. And then she just like, and then she goes, "Oh, I'm all wrong," and I died, and that was it. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, "Bye, bye, Jack," as he turns back into his human form. And I was just like, "You don't, you don't need to stop introducing these these relatives." And again, like the whole idea that is is because his dad was apparently owed money to the committee, and the committee killed uh, Jack's mum, and that was because he was involved with them, but he was never evil. And again, that takes away all that tension that was built and the promise of not hurting him and stuff. And again, they do nothing. He just like again, like Jack lounges around, stays at the beach house and stuff, and that's it. That's his. 
that's his arc throughout the entire film. He just enjoys himself until, oh, shit, it's my time of the month. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to destroy that's people. Why, that's why I said that he's um, ruined. That's why in my head when he said he ruined my husband, that's what I'm thinking is happening. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, but I, I, I do enjoy something. So I, I'm going to recommend issues of Werewolf by Night 34 to 41. So that's the legend at Hell House. So they're in this castle, this kind of manor, and there's all this weird and wacky stuff going on, ghosts, and, you know, the werewolf gets separated from Jack. Some really creepy stuff goes on. It is really effective and very gothic, and I think you'd like that particular story. And that's followed by the Dr. Glitter Knight introduction uh, and the, the turning of Jack's sister into a werewolf demon um, kind of mixture and again they they have a great battle because it's brother versus sister and they and you know they might kill one another and you've got dr glitter knight throughout just kind of you know honestly kind of his eyes turn from uh pure white to pure black as well and he's a really kind of quirky kooky kind of villain which i really like um again the marv wolfman crossover with dracula is good the frankenstein story with the satanists is good but yeah, there are some good stories, and I like the Hangman stuff as well. As weird as yeah, it is. the Hangman stuff's good. He's yeah. just mental. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's just a, a batshit craze. All the villains are yeah. pretty batshit, including the Atlas, the the Jason Voorhees looking motherfucker. Um, like the Taboo stuff as well, um, with Topaz's stepdad and stuff. The introduction of Topaz. Pop, the Taboo pops up quite a lot. Yeah, he pops up uh, again. He pops up in that third volume, and he was like running the committee at one point. Like, there's always there's always another guy behind the committee, and they just keep coming back. Um, but yeah, some some really good stuff. Um, there's that homeless storyline where um, the committee have, have hired this guy to kind of mesmerize people and stuff. I thought that one was pretty good. But yeah, there are, and that even that you know most dangerous game type one was pretty good. Again, it's not it's not all bad. It's just on the whole and thinking of it as a whole. Uh, I will say this: check out the Wealth by Night podcast. All the all the podcasts they do, they they do a podcast about a single issue each time. So they, we're just doing kind of a mass kind of general overview of the entire series. But check them out because they will go in depth in every issue and tell you you know whether it's good or not. So definitely check those guys out if you want more details on those specific stories and details and stuff. Again, they might love it. We might not necessarily love it as much, but there's some good stuff here. Uh, there's, there's the good there's, news is Dan. Yeah, no matter how bad this issue gets. It's still a hundred times better than the the new imagining of it, the the reintroduction reboot of Werewolf by Night, yeah, which is horrendously. Bad. But I have heard, I have heard that Marvel are planning a Halloween special featuring Werewolf by Night. Rumor has it. Um, well, I'm not sure if that's a live action or an animated thing or a TV well, build, show. If they're bringing Moon Knight in, it makes sense that they would put Werewolf by Night in. Yeah, and apparently um, Kevin Smith wanted to use Werewolf by Night in one of his animated Marvel cartoons that didn't get made, and and Marvel said, absolutely not. We've got plans for Werewolf by Night. So there's definitely something in the offing with Werewolf by Night. So uh, keep your eyes open. Um, you know, if, if you like if you like the character, I can, I can understand why, but, uh, you know, he doesn't make a good showing of himself <laughs> in these issues. Um, but I, I, I've had fun reading it. It's not... I've put all my other comic reading to one side because obviously it's quite a lot to read and stuff. Um, but you know, we've done it. We we've conquered the the mountain. We brought Mohammed to the mountain. I brought Dennis to this to this comic. Uh, yeah, and thanks. 
and we've 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 conquered it. You wanted to read it, motherfucker. I did. No, I your did. Choice. It's, it's my fault. It's it's yeah. all it's I think all the, my fault. I think it was between this and Son of Satan. I think the vote was originally for because I was like, sounds good. I'll tell you what, Dennis, how about this? To make up for this, um, that you've had to read, even though it was your choice, how about we finally get round the next podcast we do, we do our top five werewolf films. We could do that. Yeah, you'd be happy with that. Is that I all like, right? I like, I like a good liken, you know that. Yeah. That's why I like you, because you're very hairy. I like, yeah, I, yeah, I like it, I liken. I like a liken, liken. liken. I liken, I liken, liken it a lot. But just, just to, just to let your readers, your listeners know, mm. um, even though I do buy back issues and really old comics, mm. I read them all. I don't do CGC. No. So even like my daughter's been reading Golden Age um, Batman comics since she's been four, mm. because there's no absolutely no point in buying comics and not reading them. Absolutely. Same, same with your action figures to a degree. Like, I've, I've, there's a lot of them I get out. I got out my massive Sentinel. I've been playing with that, you know, and and also, you know, there's a couple I've just that's still kind of there in the box. But for the most part, I like to get out and get take off the shrink wrap every now and a while, and uh, just have a good play. That is, that, sounds- is, is the shrink wrap the woman you've got in your fridge? <laughs> but no 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 um yes uh but we'll do how about we do that so maybe um i know we've got we've got our we've got our new year's eve podcast to do um so we're doing we're doing terror train versus new year's evil um so I, i think i'll release that probably on new year's eve maybe that'd be fun uh, no one will listen to it then, obviously, because they'll be too busy partying the night away. Well, until the, yeah, they might be until the government shut down everything again because we're all getting COVID again. Oh, don't say that, Dennis. <laughs> don't don't taint it. Which don't... horror is now? I want to give more horror out. No, there. no, like, but yeah. So maybe January, February, we will do our top five. You know what we should have done for horror. Go on. We should have done Captain Marvel and Iron Man three. Or the movies. Yeah. No, yeah. too ma- too mainstream. Too mainstream. And it, yeah, but we do it from a horror perspective. The fact how terrible and horrific <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, w- it would be bad. It would be bad. But uh, this has been I, a very this has been a very busy month for me. So uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I I wouldn't recommend Wolf by Night. Yeah, I think I, I wouldn't think... because I think it's it's too inconsistent. Yeah, for me, I think it's, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna piss people off more. But again, yes. there are I think there's set stories and set moments. Um, again. Like I said, if you wear, if you like every once in a while, if you just feel like, oh, want to read a werewolf comic, just do another issue. But don't don't think too much about the previous issue. Or if you remember all the details from the previous issue, it's going to piss you off, I think. And that's why the digital stuff comes in handy because mm. you can dip in and out. Exactly. You can you can read, you know, one week you can read it and you could be like, you can forget about it, put it out of your mind. You can enjoy the work because the transformation seems great. The werewolf is great. It looks great. You know, if you're looking for that, if you're looking for werewolf action, it's fine. But as, a, as an overarching story, it's not good. I'm just, just laughing, you know, saying like you can dip into it and then forget about it. Yeah, I dip into it and forgot about it for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly did, Dennis. And Dennis, Dennis turned around to me, and he was like, "He was like, um, you said, you said, well, we've not done a podcast for a while." I was like, "Yes, Dennis, because I'm expecting you to have been reading this book." And you're like, "All oh, right." And then he was like, "Oh, well, you know, I, I, mean, I mean, I could have bought it. And I could have read it like that." And I went, "It was like, oh, if only we'd planned it." And I went, 
if only we'd planned it, motherfucker. It was voted for over a year ago, almost a year and a half ago. And he was like, oh, yeah, but we could have planned it. I could have bought it. I was like, that was the point. I've told you then so you could buy it and read it. So I said, you know, all the way back to bloody, you know, Spider-Man clone saga we were supposed to read. You know, I was like, I was like, get the book, get it read. And you were like, well, it wasn't out then. Oh. But I have, but, I, you know, I always come through in the end. You do, you do. Yeah, like, I, I, and you know, fair play to you. You do do it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out and find something that I, I, you or I don't already own or cannot get hold of. You know, next thing we do read, it will be something one of us has a physical copy of, or we can get hold of because um, I can't be asked being your like naughty teacher going, Dennis, you've not done your homework. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, but yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I've got no defense. Yeah, oh, and you that. don't, and you don't want me to be that guy either, do you? No, no, because no. it pisses me off. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know where you live. Um, but no, I, I, I do struggle with digital comics, and I, I'm yeah. not on my own with that. You know, I, no, I, no, no. I, I think it's a generational thing. No, that's fine. Um, I, I, I absolutely get it. But I've, I've been reading digital comics for years now, and people were like, "Oh, I didn't know you'd go digital and and all this," and I'm like. It's it's mostly access for me because yeah. I can just I can just get it anywhere. If I go, I want to read Dead of a Born Again, and I want to read it right now, so I can do it right now, and then I can do it. And no, again, I, it, I completely been, get it, that. It's been practice, and it's been cost. Again, I'm I'm not growing my finances at the best of times, as you know, uh, and it's mostly down to kind of cost and availability and things like that. And that's mostly why I do it. And the sales are always really good on Comicsology or Marvel Unlimited is very cheap or Hoopla Digital and various others that have been mentioned you know uh you know dc have got one as well i think somewhere in the states you know there's there's a lot of that and um but i absolutely would still prefer if i could have them all you know physical i would i would absolutely would and when i was at covid during covid i went what stuff isn't digital it's rare and i want it and because my money's not going to go anywhere else for a while so i was like right let's get all these in so I got loads of stuff like I got Camelot 3000, you know, I got loads of kind of rare and weird and wacky stuff and and stuff that was was so rare that it was a bit cheap as well on the other side. On the other side, I, I bought an obscene amount of comics in the first and second lockdown. Same. Literally Absolutely. an obscene amount. Same. So much so my flatmate was like, stop doing it. <laughs> All the posts that's coming through is for you. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to buy them. So, but that's it what got it to is. the point because you, you remember because we had this conversation with Sarah. Mm. It got to the point where I had stuff delivered that I didn't even know I'd ordered or bought. <laughs> I remember, I remember we were at the caravan and you got a call, and uh, Sarah was like, Oh, you've, you've got some comics that come through. And he went, Comics? I don't buy comics. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, then she opened it up and went, It's comics, Dennis. So it was like, Oh, I think it was like Justice Society or something. He went, Oh yeah, I did order those. <laughs> don't buy comics, me. I don't know what you're oh, talking about. Listen, I've got a and problem. You, what can I so, say? You were so like offended by the idea. You're like, I don't buy comics. What are you on about? <laughs> what are you about? You don't even know what you're talking about. <sighs> what can I say? I like comics. You do. You do. Well, you do. You don't buy them though. <laughs> <laughs> don't. No. I've got in front of me, Dan. I've got four boxes full, <laughs> <laughs> which I've not opened yet. <laughs> Who bought those? Who bought those? It wasn't you. They Somebody just turn else. up. I don't know. I don't know. Rock I don't up, buy them. Just rock up at the door. <laughs> it's a birth, early birthday, well, late birthday present for myself. Oh, well, we have finally come to the end of our long, 
uh, hairy saga. It's been hairy reading this book. Um, again, not really a full recommendation from me. I think there, there are highlights. There are good things about it. But on the whole, I think you would be better off reading Man-Thing or reading Tomb of Dracula, um, or like you said, Son of Satan, Frankenstein, maybe something else that's maybe a bit shorter, a bit more consistent, um, hopefully. I know Steve Gerber wrote Son of Satan, so maybe maybe I'll do that one time mm. soon. I would like to read that. I do own that, so I, I can So do I. That. Yeah, well, we can both read it then. Have you got it physical, Dennis? Have you got it yeah, physical? Yeah, I've got it. I've got it in the collect, you know, the master master. Masterworks, Masterworks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we could do that. We could do that maybe. We could do that maybe next Halloween or something. And, I mean, I I imagine it'll be a bit bit better. (laughs) I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Any worse, really. No, it's it's awful. I I, I didn't dislike it. Mm. That's the thing. You know, it doesn't polarise the fact that I think it's a pile of shit. I'm never going to, you know, I'm never going to read any part of it ever again because I will. Yeah, even with Ronin, we we didn't hate Ronin. Like, no, we 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 there was a lot of it that didn't make sense, and you know it was not the best. But I didn't I didn't despise Ronin. I didn't regret reading it or something. It wasn't like Dark Knight Strikes Again or something like that. Jesus you know, I, I, it's it's not on a level where I just have absolute disdain for the book. And it's the same with this. It's just it's it's just too much of a mixed bag, and it's mostly a mixed bag of not so good stuff. Uh, unfortunately, there are like we said, there are highlights, but it's up to you guys. You want to read it? Go for it. Um, but you, we, this is our opinion. You could be, you could be completely the opposite. You know, who knows? Um, but you can give it a try. You can not give it a try. It's there. If it's on sale on Comicsology, you know, it's probably, probably, you know, if you want to, if you want to go into the kind of history when that character, because no doubt that character is coming out in something, and I'm sure people, the prices will shoot up again for the comics. I think the essential, the black and white, is the cheapest way of getting it. I think I need there a couple of quid. Yeah, get on eBay. Get them, like get the Tomb of Dracula's while you're there. Get the Man Things while you're there as well. Um, they look still look good in black and white. I read them in black and white, so uh, there's nothing wrong. I read all the Moon Knights in black and white, which look excellent considering obviously his mm. costume. But um, yeah, uh, so yeah, not a full recommendation. I don't know if this is a bit of a downer to end our Halloween season on. It's, it's not because because we we can't love everything. We can't. We can't because it just it would just it just wouldn't work. It would be nice to read a comic we actually do like, though, wouldn't it? We we read, we liked the Nightmare on Elm Street one we read. Yeah, yeah, true. And we like Man Thing, true. Like Man Thing. The last two yeah. we've not liked, though, really. Um, Tomb of Dracula we both liked. Yeah, we like that. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, but yes, uh, so this is it. This is Shock Phobia Fest 2021. It's been a busy month for me, I said earlier, because I've been... Uh, we've recorded Grimfest, which was not planned um, absolutely until the day before. So we did all that. I managed to edit that all five plus hours of that on top of all this as well. That all the planned Shockphobia Fest stuff. Luckily, I did a lot of it um, early, which I'm glad of. And now I'm I'm slowly catching up. Uh, I've got my November stuff recorded, so I'm going to start working on Christmas for Alternativity Stories. Um, so we've got some lovely stuff planned, um, you name it, really wacky, fun, alternative holiday tales. Uh, we're even looking at fictional holidays as well, fictional holiday seasons. So it's going to be uh, something very, very unique and probably my favourite season, a lot of uh, everyone's favourite kind of theme month of Spider-Dan and the Secret Balls because it is something quite unique. Um, so I always look forward to it, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, say hello to the new year together, Dennis. Um, like I said, we're gonna look at that those slasher movies that were set on New Year's Eve. Um, so that that's gonna be an absolute blast. Um, I do like a good slash. 
We do. We absolutely do love a good slash. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis is in it as well. Is in Terror Train, isn't it? Yeah, I think Hart Bochner of Die Hard is in is in yeah. Terror Train as well. And uh, bloody who's the magician? What's his name? David Copperfield's in it. Okay. Believe it or not, he's in a slasher film. Don't ask me why, but he's he's there. So um, yeah, we're going to talk about those. I'm going to see. Uh, That'll be a fun discussion. <laughs> see, <laughs> see which one is uh, which one is better, the better themed holiday New Year's Eve uh, slasher. Right. Well, uh, Dennis, you are again not really on the social medias, are you? Uh, no, not really. I'm going to have to be. I think I'm going to have are to you? at least do an Instagram or something, just but so you, I can. You do promote... have an ac- you do have an account, don't you? Yeah, but it's it's. I, I think a, it's personal account. I think I, if I do one for this. Um, and then we can I could promote it better. We can put stuff sure. on and, and do all that kind of things. And especially with Grimfest and yeah, some of the stuff which is up and coming, I think it'd be nice just to kind of put that stuff on there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. D- like, do it. It's up. It's up to you. Like, it's there. I, I'll I will always tag you and I'll always reference you and always make sure that you you know people know that you are involved because you know people turn out to listen to you. You know, you're you're uh, everyone's you know favorite guest. So you've got to come everyone's back. Favorite asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Nobed. <laughs> Uncle Nobed. Un- Uncle D- Dickhead Dennis is back. And what's he got opinions on this time? From a what? fucking delight. <laughs> He's a fucking del- delightful Dennis. Yeah. That, that's your there you go. That's your acronym. We were looking yeah. for your acronym, weren't we? Delightful looking- Dennis. Delightful de- Delightful. <laughs> You've got to say it like that. You've got to say it like it's not a great thing. Delightful. Ugh. He's a bit de- he's delightful. You know what? I'm gonna have to go and have a shower after you've said that now. I feel dirty. Filth. Oh God! Was my accent like then dirty? dirty. I felt. I felt dirty. There we go. I, I felt dead dirty. God! Every now and again, my accent just comes out. I don't like it. It's like a, it's it's like your werewolf coming out. It's like a little bit of your monster. You're in a monster pops out. That's what my wife says. <laughs> well, uh, on on that note, you can find me on the social medias. <laughs> you can find me at, on Facebook at Secret Balls. Uh, Twitter is at Dan underscore Balls. Instagram it's at Spider Dan Secret Balls. And don't forget to use the hashtag Prepare for Prattle for everything else you need to know about the podcast. Swing over to Spider Dan and the Secret on the World Wide Web. And I would like to thank my patrons on Patreon. I am Jack's Musings, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Tony Farina, Scott Hodgson, and Simon cotton for their continuing donations it is very much appreciated and helps pl- prattle world if i can get it out of my teeth and my mouth today uh, keep on turning and if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast do please consider it so thank you very much and thank you dennis for uh, being uh, another star another dark star in this uh this sky of shock phobia fest guests and thank you for everyone who's helped me out during this month andy uh dan uh, my past self from 2020. I want to shout out to him because he was great. Uh, he did a really good job for the first episode. Um, but yeah, we are all done and dusted. Well, thank you for having me. And um, yeah, thank I'm you for never all- reading a digital comic ever again. I'm not going to make you. I'm not going to force you ever again. Um, thank you again for all your help with Grimfest and setting that up, Dennis. That was an amazing, amazing experience. I really enjoyed it. Not a problem. And, and this is the first time we've really seen each other face-to-face since Grimfest. So, You're not uh, really seeing me, are you? Because my camera's not really working very well. I can see you. I can, can see, see you man. fine. I can see you fine. And and the Grimfest thing, you know, is, is you know, between you, me, and your um, listeners is is growing. Good stuff. This is good to hear. And I, I can't wait to get more stuck in if they'll have us. Um, 
it's it's brilliant an amazing experience and again it wouldn't have been possible without dennis at all that just would just literally wouldn't happen i am not the networker that dennis is he is the real talent uh, behind it um i just talk and record it and edit it but thank you very much again dennis you've been a star and i'll see you in the new year happy halloween goodbye